Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. Okay, listeners, I know you cannot wait any longer. We're here for our part four of four show for this series. It's been it's been great. And it's been the what's nice about these series is that um, we have the opportunity to go into a bit more detail on a lot of topics. And because we break it up, I feel like, Matt, we're getting um, longer listenership. Most of our listeners are listening to the whole show. I think sometimes we get into like this just, you know, earful of stuff and we might listen, we might lose people. But the last three shows, we've had great listenership. So I want to thank you listeners for that. And um, also want to say that I'm excited that we got here. I mean, it takes planning, takes execution. And, um, and before you know it, it's over. I mean, gosh, we just did four shows in two months. Um, I'm your co-host, Mike Points, uh, for those of you listening to the first time. I'm with Central Coast Lending, and I'm here with my esteemed colleague, Matt Hollander, Century Financial Consultants. Matt, thank you for joining me, and I am so stoked to finish this thing out. How are you today? I am doing okay, Mr. Mike. Um, you know, as some of the listeners or most of the listeners probably know, I live out in Arizona. You're out in California, and uh, it's finally starting to cool off in Arizona. Yeah. So I am a happy guy. <laughs> I'm happy for you too. Yeah, that's brutal. I think what did you what was the record? Did you guys hit like 145 or 147 days in a row? Yeah, so it wasn't in a row, but it was the most amount of days in a year period, I guess is what they're calling it. Okay. Uh, days over 100 degrees. And I think it was like 146 or 147 days. Yeah. Uh, of over 100. It's just been a miserable summer uh, this year. So, you know, today walked outside, was walking the dog. It was probably about 60 degrees this morning. And, uh, that's cool. I I was smiling. I actually had to put a little sweater on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the cool thing about where you live is that it is those nights, right? Those hot nights are so awesome. Um, you guys do a great job in Scottsdale specifically, really the whole Valley of, uh, making that outdoor living space so enjoyable. Absolutely. Kind of have to. Well, I mean, you know, it's, they, everyone says that Arizona is a great place to live like eight to nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So you have to capitalize on that good weather when we can. <laughs> yeah. Well, good yeah. for you. I'm happy. Um, and, and I can see it in your face that you, you're, you got some sun. So, you know, yeah, you can't, there's absolutely. a, there's a part where you, there's a point where you just can't go outside. <laughs> um, listeners, we're going to wrap up our, our series today with part four of four. Um, and we're going to touch on what's known as interest rate risk and market risk. Um, so as we get into those last two topics, you know, Matt and I will touch on the things that we think are pertinent to, for you to consider as, as a consumer going through retirement or getting ready for retirement. But before we do that, um, Matt, I want you to give a quick announcement about your seminar coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Would you mind doing so- that? Nope, not at all. So actually, it's a webinar, being that uh, with the pandemic and everything, we I'm can't I'm sorry, hold... I just got so used to saying <laughs> seminar. You're That's right. That's all right, Mike. Um, you know, we, since we can't hold our live dinner seminars that we are typically accustomed to doing, uh, we actually are going to be hosting a webinar that talks about some of the issues that a lot of retirees are facing 
you know, this year with their concerns of the market and things like that. Uh, it'll be about a 45 minute presentation. Any of our listeners that are listening in today are more than welcome to attend. Um, if you're interested in wanting to attend, feel free to shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com. Again, that's info at smartretirementcast.com. Or feel free to give us a phone call at 866-53-RETIRE. Option one will get you over directly to me, and uh, I can get you on the roster for that uh, for that live webinar. But I assure you that it's going to be some information that you probably haven't heard before, and heck, you might learn something from it. So we'd be happy to, uh, to have you on that. But uh, Mike, before we get into the show today... Um, I did have a question that came in from one of our listeners that I'd like to run by you. Okay, great. And kind of get what your thoughts are. So it's Gwen from California. I don't have a, a, a city in California. I just know it's Gwen from California. And she has about $200,000 uh, that she's looking to invest. And she's interested in real estate, uh, but really doesn't want to have any type of loss. She wants some protections there. And she had listened to our show that we did a while back Um with Sunset Mortgage, my buddy over there, uh, Darren Moore, mm-hmm. and she was interested in talking about private notes, uh, you know, and how those might work for what she's looking to do. I mean, your thoughts there? Yeah, I think what so Gwen is is probably looking to get a bit better return in real estate um, with her investments, and real estate can do that. Um, as we know, with a higher return, there's always some higher risks, um, and also Gwen, you maybe I, I didn't. I didn't hear you say this in your question, but I'm just assuming this is where most people gravitate towards, <coughs> excuse me, gravitate towards private notes is that they just don't want to deal with the tenants anymore. They don't want to be a landlord. They're more likely to get in, involved as the as a private note holder. So the way that that investment can protect you and um, really protect a bank is that you're, you're securitizing the asset. You're putting yourself in first position uh, also known as first trustee in the um, state of California. Some states have mortgages. Um, in California, we do trustees. So the foreclosure process would be your um, kind of your exit strategy. If the if the borrower and the owner of the house that borrowed your funds to buy the property could no longer make the payment and went into default, you know, one late payment, a thirty day late, that can happen. And uh, you can get right back on track with your lender. But um, two lates in a row now allows you in the state of California as the first deed of trust holder to file the foreclosure within the county that the property resides in. That would start. um, There's a formal notice of default letter that has to go out um, based off the Dodd-Frank regulations that came out of the mortgage crash. And the Consumer still gets an opportunity to try to do what's called a loan modification or some improvements to their situation before it goes into foreclosure. But at that point in time, a foreclosure process would start. I think you should listen to our episode. It's a great episode. Darren Moore goes into good detail on how he helps not only structure the deals and make sure that you know someone like Gwen would not go all in, like giving someone 90% of their value as a loan, you know, where they're sure. highly leveraged. He, so he structures the, the, the deal and helps you stay protected based on just pure wisdom. And then he also goes into to, uh, detail about if, you know, the ugly arrives and you have to go into foreclosure, what can happen there. But what I like about first trustees, it quite frankly, is that, you know, 
what a great piece of collateral. So Gwen, if, if someone's living in a house that just can't qualify for a conventional mortgage, whether it's because they have you know bad credit or unique income um, or you know the property itself, just when they purchased it was not structurally sound or there were some issues that a conventional owner just don't does not want to get involved in, you could put yourself right dab smack in probably anywhere from a three and a half to even up to a six and a half or seven and a half percent interest rate and and give yourself a monthly payment where the interest and principal could be paid back to you or just interest so that you could live off that income. So great question. I'm glad you listened to the show, Gwen. Um, I was trying to respond and also pull that up. I don't remember when we did that episode, but it was earlier this year, I think so, Matt. Yeah, I can actually pull that up real yes. quick. So go ahead while you're doing that. And listeners, as we convert back into the show here, um, what I wanted to mention is this whole show is about the seven risks to retirement income. Okay, There's many other risks that we have as human beings and just being in retirement in general, but this is seven risks to retirement income. And um, you know, in the past episode, we went over sequence of return risk and investment behavior. In the first episode, uh, part one of four, we went into inflation risk, and uh, and I think we went into uh, longevity risk. Yep. And then uh, you know we touched on withdrawal risk. Um, so there's seven key ones here, but today we're going to go over interest rate risk and market risk. Yep. And, um, and Mike, I did find that for you. So Gwen, if you're going back looking at the shows or any of the listeners out there, uh, especially after listening to today's show, when we're discussing interest rate risk and the volatility with today's market risk, uh, this might be a great show for you to go back and listen to. So it was our May 26th episode. It was titled, What If You Were the Bank and the Homeowners Paid You? Um, it's about an hour, almost an hour long episode, a lot of good information there uh, that you can go and check in on. Uh, and kind of get a little bit more education on. So, uh, Mike, I know what I'm chomping at the bit to get into this uh, to this episode and talk a little bit more about interest rate and uh, market risk. But why don't we go ahead and take a quick break before we jump into that and uh, get a word from our sponsors? Then we'll jump right into our content for the day. Sounds great. Very good. We'll be right back. Honestly, when was the last time you really took a hard look at your retirement plan? With the market the way it's been, it can be easy to become complacent. A new decade is upon us, which comes with a lot of questions. Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will the next election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my house before the market adjusts to downsize and take advantage of the equity? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion from a team like Century Financial Consultants. With over 40 years of financial planning experience, Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants by calling 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license numbers 0L23991 and 01756. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. 
Mike Point is a licensed loan officer in California, NMLS number 1246224, and is only licensed to offer advice on mortgage products. He is not licensed as an investment advisor. All of the mortgage products Mike Points will discuss on this show are for educational purposes, and these products should be reviewed by a licensed loan officer before taking these mortgages on as your own, as they may not fit your specific situation or needs. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back from the break, and we are ready to get into this show. So, without further ado, my man, Matt Hollander, is going to give us a short but eloquent definition of interest rate risk. Yes, sir. <laughs> you, you built that up. I feel I like, uh, you know... It, I should have done, oh, we should have done like the World Series since it's going on. Now batting. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, Arizona State uh, University. Yay. Matt All right. Hollander. So, <laughs> interest rate risk. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, most would agree that today's interest rates are low, right, Mike? Yes. I mean, in comparison to, and I'll, I'll bring up some of those statistics here in a second, but really interest rate risk is the risk that essentially you're putting money into something and over a period of time we can kind of revert back to uh we talked about inflation risk in one of the previous episodes it's essentially the risk that you're going to receive a lower interest rate than necessary to meet your needs i think is the most probably dumbed down way of looking at interest rate risk right Mm -hmm. so you know you look at cd rates and stuff right now and you're lucky if you can get like one maybe two percent depending on how long of a term you go out Mm -hmm. um when we've got an inflationary rate that's somewhere around two, two and a half percent, right? So that's where your interest rate risk lies. Yeah. Um, granted, everyone's real excited about the mortgage rates and everything else being low. Uh, it all kind of works together in, in, a, in a way, if you will. And, you know, you need to be at least earning what inflation's at to be able to survive and you're not going backwards, right? Well, it's lost in principle protection. And, you know, earlier you said uh, two to two and a half. I think you're thinking on the average basis. I mean, um, the Federal Reserve's got up and said, you know, they're not worried about inflation right now because it's below 2%. Sure. So even though that does help you a little bit because you're, but because you're in these, one of these savings and loans or these bank type um, securities where you're, you're putting money in a, um, you know, a certified certificate of deposit, something of that nature, you're, you're probably getting half to maybe seven eighths a percent. So you're getting closer because inflation isn't high this year, but you're still diminishing, you know, your income potential year sure. after year after year. And I think a lot of people drive to that. This is where my, um, am I interrupting you too much? No, you're good. Go okay. Ahead. This is where I feel like I can hear my father-in-law just kind of whispering or not whispering, but talking into my ear. He, he really gets distraught. He was a long time commercial banker. Um, he was a CEO of a, of a couple branches down in Los Angeles County up in the Antelope Valley. Um, and so, you know, he doesn't like the fact that our current system, our, our economic system does not reward savers. 
you know, there used to be times where people would have a hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand just in cash in one of these easy liquid deposit accounts where a money market could yield three and a quarter, three and a half, four percent. Um, I mean, gosh, and and but he, I mean, again, he's worked his full career. He he was he was in banking in the eighties, he was in banking in the nineties. And so the percentages from the eighties and nineties are they're preposterous. They're like crazy high. Yeah. I mean, I wanted yeah. to touch on that, but I mean, if we go back and we look at C, let's call it CD rates uh, from the 80s. And this is uh, December of 1980, um, Federal Reserve Bank of somewhere. I can't see the exact name on it, but on a three-month CD, I mean, they were paying 18.65%, right? Yeah. Now, now you have to go two years to even get close to 1% on a CD. I mean, it's just so crazy, but Right. You know, then, then you look at what inflation looked like back then. It was probably close to fourteen percent. Mm-hmm. You had mortgage rates that were up there, close to thirteen mm-hmm. percent. Um, so, you know, kind of like I said earlier, everything kind of flows together in, in one way or another. I mean, it's all working off of uh, you know one another on that. So, well, inflation was white hot during that time, white hot, and those are the Carter years, and Reagan took over in early eighty. And then Reagan Bush again in the mid '80s, and then it went right into. Um, did it go right to? Did it didn't go to Bill Clinton right then? Did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, I'm getting old. And so uh, the interest rate risk is that you get comfortable with this safe money for too long, and you start to realize that even if your return year after year after year is going up. It's going up at a at a rate much lower than what inflation or you know the the economy is growing at. Um, I, I also think what's important here too is if you look at like the opportunity cost, which isn't one of our seven here our seven key risks in income retirement, but the opportunity cost. I mean, if you were in a CD last year, twenty nineteen, and you were getting even if you were getting eight percent which you weren't, you were getting 1% if you were lucky. The S&P 500 did, what did it do? Something ridiculous, like 29%? Was it higher yeah, than that? No, I think it was a little, It was like 22 or 23% if, if, if we look at a net return. So think um, about that. Think, so think about you had a year where your S&P, now flip the script a bit and say, okay, I had a really good year. Maybe I put a portion of that really good year into something that has a much lower interest rate and a lot less risk. So I'm not saying where to put your money. I'm just saying, think about the opportunity cost. I mean, if there was an amendment I could make to these seven, that would be it as an eighth eighth risk during, um, that's the finance guy in me. I'm always thinking about where else could the money be? What's the alternative? How did I do against what I should have done or could have done? Sure. And I think that, you know, a lot of that leads into our next risk, which is, you know, market risk right, is kind of looking at the opportunity cost of being in a safe investment versus something that may be associated with a little more risk. Um, and what type of risk is that? That's market risk, right? Um, yep. you know, so I, I think when we're looking at market risk, uh, you know, trends in the market uh, are extremely important to, you know, one's portfolio longevity, uh, maybe second only to like their withdrawal rate. And we talked about withdrawal rate risk in one of the other shows, um, but I mean, you know, retirement's kind of that, uh, that thing that we've worked all of our lives for, for that 30 year vacation. Right. 
And some of us have accumulated a pretty sizable retirement accounts. If we had a job where we were contributing to like a 401k or mm -hmm. if we're not, you know, hopefully you've got yourself set up with uh, some type of uh, self-directed, uh, you know, IRA or something like that. So you can take advantage of some of the tax uh, abilities out there. But I mean, at the end of the day, most retirees are going to be faced with at least at least one, uh, you know, bear market during their retirement, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the studies have shown that the average retiree is actually likely to face three to five bear markets during their retirement. So, I mean, if we go back and we look at history and, you know, most people would say history has a tendency to repeat itself, but it's been a kind of an interesting year. So it's hard, kind of hard to see that. But I mean, if we go back all the way to 1945, uh, you know, there's been 27 market corrections of greater than 10% and 12 bear markets with losses that exceed 20%. So if we look at that, we say, okay, the average bear market lasts 14 months. And let's say that the average loss is, let's say, 33%. If you're not withdrawing anything from that account, it's going to take an investor uh, 25 months to recoup those losses. So let's look back at our behavioral risk for a second as well and say, okay, we've got 25 months. What do most investors do when they see their account drop? They jump out of the market, right? Yep. They, be they behaviorally get scared, they jump out, and then that's going to even more extend that 25-month period that it would normally take for one to recoup these losses. So, you know, if you're concerned about market risk and you're like, okay, you know, I don't have 25 months to recoup losses in my account because of this market risk, then maybe we should be looking at some different products that you can participate in the market and not have any market risk associated with it. Um, you know, they do exist and it's just a question of finding what might be the best way to go about it for you. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're looking for something that's FDIC insured, if we're looking for something that, like we talked about earlier, that might be um, backed by a, a first trustee uh, and look into some real estate, or maybe we start looking towards the insurance companies and some types of the guarantees that they might have for you uh, to help avoid market risk. So... I think what's nice about this show is, you know, listeners, if you've listened to all four of the shows, it doesn't mean you can write a book in what these are, but you've got a good understanding now. You're able to think about all of the different ways as, as you listen to these four part series, how this may be affecting you, or maybe in one of the areas, you're just crushing it. You're doing great. You know, you're, you've got a great behavior, you know, you're disciplined, but you're also not taking into account in interest rate risk or you're, you know, you're, you really, really, you're like my, you know, you're like most of my clients that are over 60 right now. Every time I talk to them, they remind me that they own Apple stock and, you know, Apple's great, but if you're not thinking about the market, you know, and how to reposition yourself, it's possible that that one thing you hold forever may not give you the best return that you need. And so but what I also like about this show where we're sitting is that we can refer to things like, you know, a sequence of return risk, you know, and what that is in future shows. But, you know, when you are in a bear market and you've left yourself in position, because um, we're talking about market risk and you've left yourself no other outs, like no reverse mortgage to lean on and, you know, take income from that or no equity line or no cash on the sidelines that you just use to offset during the years that we're in a bear market where 
volatility is not in your favor and you know you do have to sell something to get into to get more income um, i think that's why we talk about these robust plans where you know it's it's matt's advice uh, the mortgage advice that i provide and the way that you go through life just executing that you know because a market risk could happen on november 4th this year i mean it could happen It, it it probably won't but it could i mean last term when hillary lost the mortgage rates went up 1.25 percent in 10 calendar days yeah i remember like being on a run and like turning around and running home like oh my gosh i have to go home and lock some of those interest rates i was you know i thought we would be fine i had no idea it was going to be this much of a spike so it can happen but the key is with our listenership and and the people out there that have you know heard most of our episodes, we're we're not here to pigeonhole you into one product. This doesn't end with a sales call, but it does. We do promote ourselves on the show. We're both business owners, and we like to have conversations with our clients. We feel like we have a relationship with you. We just haven't heard your voice yet, and we'd like for you to call in eight six six five three retire. Option one gets you to Matt Hollander and option two gets you to me, Mike points, where we can discuss what's on your mind, what you're thinking about, um, what you're going to do for 2021. I mean, it's right around the corner. Many, I'm, I'm a treasurer on a home builders association board and guess what we're doing right now. We're planning out our budget for next year because it's coming and it's a good idea to start planning these things out. One of the reasons we got these risks in front of you is so that you could kind of have an idea like a scouting report, you know, as you go into next year's game, what are you looking for? What are you trying to protect yourself against? What can you do better on? You know, every NFL team watches film before they play their next opponent, even though they're professional athletes and they know exactly how to block, tackle, run, throw the ball. They have to get an idea of what's coming. And that's what we're trying to do with this four-part series for you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Mike, just referencing back to, you know, market risk and kind of wrapping this up, but um, there's a one of the... Uh, mentors that I've worked with for quite a while in this industry um, has kind of played this in workshops that we've done and basically kind of looks at the crowd and will say, and and listeners, I mean, close your eyes for a second, just kind of envision this, right? I I walk up to you and I say, we're going to play a game of heads versus tails. Like we've we've got a coin and we're going to flip it. And every time that it lands on tails, you get nothing, I get nothing. But every time it hits heads, we're going to take a dollar and we're going to split it. So we'll both get 50 cents. Okay. How long are you going to play that game with me, Mike? I mean, it's a until non-loser. I, right. I mean, until I run out until of dollar run out money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. If, if you could have an investment product that was similar to that, and you didn't have to necessarily worry about market risk, would that be something of interest to you? Right. So listeners, I mean, if you're sitting here and saying, okay, that game sounds like something I could be in, I'm not going to get that full dollar, but I mean, if I can split the dollar between Matt and I, uh, or the, uh, you know, in in the institution that's offering a product like this, I think that makes a lot of sense for my portfolio. Again, give us a call 866-53-RETIRE. Option one, I'll get you to myself, Matt Hollander, option two to Mike points. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. And, you know, just kind of wrap this up, Mike. For anyone that's listening in and you do have a concern about one, all of these risks, whatever it may be, you know, the retirement plan that Mike and I can put together for our listeners at absolutely no cost to you will help 
give you that peace of mind, help you sleep better at night, knowing that you're not going to run out of money in retirement. You've got a solid plan that's going to fight all seven of these risks. And we can have an educated conversation together and present these ideas to you inside the plan and show you how we will protect from all seven of these risks. So again, if that's something that you're interested in learning more about, give us a call, 866-53-RETIRE. And it's 866-53-RETIRE. Mike, anything um, you'd like to kind of add in before we wrap up the show today? Well, we've gone all in on this four-part series. I don't even know what we're going to do next. But I do know that um, you and I are going to be together on election day. I'm flying out to Arizona. I'm going to spend the week with you. We're going to strategize for our next year. And we may even do a... We're definitely doing a live. We're going to do a live recording. Yeah, we're definitely going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> and so look forward to that. It will be after the election. Now, everyone knows this, or I think should know this, but the election may not be decided on election night, but um, there will be lots of votes coming in. But um, it's going to be exciting the next couple of days. Take a listen to our uh, our other parts of this series if you haven't listened to it yet, if it's just come on to your radar. And um, we hope you enjoy it all. And for me, that's it, Matt. And I, I hope that you are um, going to be able to Gosh, I guess I hope you'll go outside and and have to wear a sweater. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, uh, wherever the you know this next few weeks takes us, uh, remember, you know, everything's going to be all right. So, we will uh, check in with you here after the election, and uh, we hope all of you have a great rest of your day. Let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 124.